This is a Pivotal Conversations podcast. Underneath every single one of us, right, there's a reason why we do what we do. There's a reason why we go to work every day. There's a reason why we, we push the limits. You know what I mean? Like, what are you striving for? What do you, what do you, what do you show up for every single day? So I found out that money wasn't going to be the cause of my happiness, which then t- in turn pushed me to think what did make me happy. And I remember when I used to be in the gym uh, as, a, as, as an amateur boxer, competing, training every day, just living a good lifestyle, that's what really made me happy because you have to overcome your fears, you have to overcome your own self every day even to even get to that gym and to train and to push yourself and do all of that. You have to overcome a lot of obstacles before you could get to that. Let's just go and see the world and just show them what it really means to live like golden. Yeah, we're golden, baby, we're golden. Let's do it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I want to... This is a very, very, very special episode. Um, this is the very first episode of Project Startup, which is a brand new show that we've put together um, because I think it's important, uh, especially uh, a lot about what we're trying to do here is to provide education and, and kind of have conversations that helps the everyday person get ahead in life. Um, and... The startup show is something that is very, it's very personal to me. I'm, I'm a big lover of business, but more so what it can do for people and the journey it can take people on and, and how it can change someone's life. And I wanted to, you know, a, a, for a long time, I've wanted to do something like this and it's really, really exciting. So Project Startup is, we're going to be taking um, some business owners some good friends of mine on a journey where we're going to help them launch their product, turn it into, you know, take their passion and turn it into something that's tangible for them that um, is going to be life-changing for them. Uh, and more importantly, we, we all get to go on a journey together and we get to share it with you guys, the listeners, the, the people who are tuning in, so that you can get a not only just learn about business frameworks and principles, but actually see what it takes, actually see the journey you have to go on as a business owner and how sometimes it's not straight to the moon as, as you know, Instagram says it is. Um, and we want to just capture that whole journey. Um, so first of all, I want to introduce Disco. Disco's back. He's, he's, he's here. Uh, John, our producer, a big check, thanks check, to him. One, check, check, one, two. <laughs> yeah. he's, he's here and he's with us. Um, and he, he's going to be capturing this journey uh, from a podcasting perspective. Donnie, Donnie's over here capturing behind the scenes. Um, uh, he's amazing behind the camera. Um, so, so all the content that you see, you can, you can say thank you to him and reach out. Um, you, you, you'll be sure to see him and we'll tag him. But the stars of the show. <laughs> what an intro. The boys, the stars <laughs> of the show. What an intro. Right? The, 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 the homies that we're going to be taking through this journey, the startup project, are the guys from Pad Bros, Leo, and Ray. What's How up, are man? you, fellas? Doing well, bro. Doing well. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm ready to rock. Let's go. How are you, Leo? I'm you good, nervous? Bro, I'm a bit nervous. Bro. I reckon. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that just for everybody listening, the the process of today is to. This is the introduction to Project Startup. It's the introduction to Pad Bros. It's an introduction to the vision. Um, and we want to give insight into what this show is all about. We want to give insight into, into you, you two, your journey. Uh, and we want to give insight into, you know, the product and, and, and the, the business that is, is Pad Bros. Um, let's start. I want to start with you guys where are we how, and how do we get here like what what give everybody a bit of an intro into who you guys are and and what you do i think leo's gonna start us off on that <laughs> one <That's laughs> off, come on nah, all right. <laughs> since leo's a bit nervous i'll get us kicked <laughs> off um but you obviously know uh us kyle and you've been we've, we've been hanging out for the last couple of weeks you know we've been um doing a lot of training together and all that sort of stuff but for everyone out there me and leo are both um personal trainers we work out of tribute boxing um I started working at that gym probably about about three years ago, I think now. Eh? Leo's been an OG there. He's probably been there since like close <laughs> to day one. So he's been there a lot longer than I am. Um, 
and he's been a personal trainer a lot longer than I have as well. I guess the way that we came about starting Pad Bros, and it was real funny, bro. Honestly speaking, we've been in the same gym for about two years before we actually started to decide to sit down together and work on something as a collective. And anyone out there who's ever worked at a gym before, you sort of understand that your time is sort of geared towards giving your client the best with, 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 with the time that you have. So you don't really have a lot of time to chat to each other and actually sit down and talk about life and all that sort of stuff until COVID happened. And it was real funny because like, the conversation that we had in that car, so the way that it started was me and Leo were doing a shift together at Collins. Um, so one of the gyms down in Docklands, but we had to travel up to Abbotsford uh, for some, whatever reason I didn't have my car that day. And I either usually take the tram or I'm, I'm, I'm driving my own car from point A to point B because we might have clients in different locations. So we always mm. got to be mobile. For whatever reason that day, we had the ability to jump in the same car together and we just had a chat about what was going on in life and how lucky we were to still be able to train people and make money and earn income to provide for our families through fitness, through boxing. And all you really needed was a set of mitts and a pair of boxing gloves and you're good to go. Yep. Um, so that was the first time we actually had a chat and we, we sat down and we were talking in the car about how blessed we were, how lucky we were to be able to still do that. And we started thinking like, why don't we provide this opportunity for others? Uh, for me, myself, I, I never had a personal training background before I started working at the Tribute Gym. I used to be an electrician. Um, but whenever, when I did do that change and when I did do that switch, it was life-changing for me. You know what I mean? So we really wanted to sort of be able to provide other people with that same opportunity, very similar to what I had. And I'm sure Leo's got his own story that started him off um, on his journey in the fitness industry. Um, but that's when we decided to make Pad Bros. We decided to say, let's make this accessible for everyone where a lot of people are already training with Leo, training with me to try and sort of pick our minds about how we do things as a trainer. Like other trainers would come train with us. Um, but we just said, you know what, let's start up and provide that as a service and tell everyone, this is what you're going to learn. This is the course that we're going to put together. And we started off with an eight-hour sort of pad-holding course in person, all that sort of stuff. But then we started to, ve to develop from there, started to create our own style, started to create different styles, which was more appealing to certain people. And then we started to get that international reach because we made uh, digital content that was accessible to everyone in the world now. Um, so that's where we are at this stage at the moment. Like, that's how far we've gone. Like, the journey's been long, hasn't been easy, but that's sort of where we're at at the moment. Um, and it's sort of the, sort of like a side hustle for us because our main thing for uh, is, is is working at the gyms. Leo's part owner at Tribute, and we're both full time PTs there, so we service our clients. And um, we always used to say to ourselves, "Hey, bro, once a week, if even if it's like five, six hours, whatever it is in the afternoon, we've got to sit down and we just got to talk about stuff and how to develop the Pad Bros style and how to develop more content, how to develop all of that, and." just been crushing it since then like it's been really good um and all that effort we've put into it has been been awesome so it's been yeah it's been good leo what's your journey in the fitness industry oh, i was um um from everywhere um from new zealand obviously um and uh came to i was a trainer back there playing rugby professionally for a bit and then um got a bit old the body got a bit tired <clears throat> so i just you know, I love the gym and uh, decided I wanted to get into the PT side of things. So that kicked off and, um, yeah, big story, having dramas at home. Um, and we decided to move, myself, my wife and the kids decided to move to Australia and uh, give Melbourne a crack and, um, yeah, got into tribute. When, um, when was that? How, like what? Probably what six, seven years ago, bro. Uh, that was, yeah, quite a while back. And, um, yeah, moved there. Got us a tribute and then kicked off from there. So, so one thing that like you both are family men, yeah, right. So I think you know you said that it changed your life getting into the fitness industry and and you know probably more so becoming your own your own boss or becoming a business owner. Um, but I'm I'm I guess like there's like. Underneath every single one of us, right, there's a reason why we do what we do. There's a reason why we go to work every day. There's a reason why we, we, we push the limits, you know, like 
Leo probably does fucking uh, 6,000 sessions a week you know, <laughs> from, from the looks of it, right? But, but, you know, Ray, you're really busy too. You're doing a lot of work. Um, and you guys are really passionate about what you do as well. But, but what's behind the business? Like, why do you guys do what you do, right? Why, like, what, what is it? That, why are we sitting here? You know what I mean? Like, what are you striving for? What do you, what do you, what do you show up for every single day? One thing for me, I, I felt like if I go back and think about my experience um, leading up to becoming a PT, right? Um, I was an apprentice electrician for about five years. I um, really took my time with it. Was a little bit lazy with my schooling. That's why it took me a little bit longer than usual. And then I got all the way up to the stage where I was a qualified electrician. And I found out that the whole time you're running through your apprenticeship, they're promising you at the end of it all, there's going to be a nice paycheck for you. You're going to be on a good wage. Then life's going to be good. So I thought I was suffering through all of that to get to that stage where I was on good money until I found out when I got to there, it still wasn't making me happy. So I found out that money wasn't going to be the cause of my happiness, um, which then t in turn pushed me to think what did make me happy. And I remember when I used to be in the gym uh, as, a, as, as an amateur boxer, competing, training every day, just living a good lifestyle, that's what really made me happy. Because before that, before I ever even started boxing, uh, I was a full-time smoker. I was about 115 kilos, super overweight, never played a sport in my life, never used to exercise on a regular basis, nothing. And then when I decided to get in and start doing boxing, I realized that all of the stuff that you need to do to be successful has to come from you, has to come from your efforts. There's no shortcuts. You have to put in each and every step and you have to show up each and every day to be able to achieve something great. Um, you have to overcome your fears. You have to overcome your own self every day, even to even get to that gym and to train and to push yourself and do all of that. You have to overcome a lot of obstacles before you could get to that. Um, so like I was saying, I was super overweight. I was 115 kilos, full-time smoker. I quit all of that, you know what I mean? Quit drinking. Uh, I realized if I was to become an athlete and take this sport seriously and really try and achieve something, I'd have to stop hanging out with certain friends that would take me out of my path to being good. Um, and a lot of the passion that I have, that I put into Pad Bros, comes from the stage of my life where I was able to overcome something that I didn't think was possible at the start until I got to the stage where I'm like, hey, look, you know what, I could do this. And I could convert my energy and I could convert my um, sort of my hardworking attitude, I could convert that into something real, which is, for me, the pinnacle of everything at that stage was having my fight, you know, having an amateur boxing match. That was the pinnacle of like all of my efforts. And going through that, I just have the same passion towards showing people that they can do it too. So for me as a trainer, I really like coaching fighters because I know exactly what that journey meant for me and what it done for my life. But also now that I'm making money off my passion, if they want to get to the stage where you're a trainer and you really love boxing, now you want to try and earn a living from it, more than happy to teach you that as well because I've been through both sides. I've gone through and competed um, and, and, and lived that lifestyle as, a, as an athlete, as a fighter. But now I've also converted that knowledge that I've had and that passion that I've had into what provides my bread and butter at home now. I have a wife, I have a son, I've got my parents that I look after, I've got a house that's, uh, that I'm looking after, all that sort of stuff. My wife doesn't work anymore, they're looked after. Um, so it is possible out there. And before this, like I was saying when I was an electrician, I used to think life was you rocking up to work, hating life for eight hours, nine hours, ten hours, coming home and enjoying the four hours that you have off before you go to sleep and maybe having a weekend off or a holiday off here and there. But I rock up now and I'm happy every single day from start to finish because I'm helping people achieve their goals, um, coming in and meeting people that are um, happy to see me. It's not like I'm providing a service for people that are like just trying to undercut me or all of that stuff, negative stuff that happens in the, in, in the construction industry. I left all that behind and now it's just a different mindset. So for me, it's been such a blessing to be able to do that. So, yeah, I mean... I, I <laughs> It's crazy, right? Like, I think that's the beauty of business in a sense. Like, you know, if you can, you can really truly create something that you love to show up to every day and 100%. that it inspires yeah. you, you know, like, 
Fuck, it's and I think that's the most powerful. That's what I was saying before, right? Yeah. Like, what business can actually do for someone? Like, mm. you know, like like think about what we're all doing right now. Yeah. Like this is our job. <laughs> like this is a part of work, you know. And I just think I kick myself every single day. I question for you two guys because I think like your partner doesn't work anymore yeah. either, does yeah. she, Leo? No. So, do you guys feel a sense of pressure as it relates to to business and as it relates to you know, like that man of the house that like you know you've got to you've got to provide like is there a sense of pressure there um i'll probably yeah for me for me it is because like like you said i i I, um for me it's hard for me to say no to people if they ask me like my my instagram says fully booked but if someone asks i'm like yeah let's let's, (laughs) let's try and make it work yeah and then obviously the more work the more i get pulled from other places like my kids and my, my, my wife needs their time and I need my own time, and then just you know, you get a bit of pressure, especially with lockdown coming when it came around, um, with COVID and lockdown. Um, you know, a bit of pressure. I felt a bit of pressure, and I've never felt that before. Um, and I'm a good, I'm happy, and all that all the time. But when that came around, I felt a bit pressured. Um, and then that's what that's how Pabros came along too. So obviously, when lockdown was was around, the gyms was closed, and we were we were seeing people at the parks still working, still grinding. We had our own trainers, and all we had was our pads and and gloves, like Ray said before. So um, that's what kicked off Pabros too, is to um, make sure we could still make money for our families during during lockdown. What, what's the other side of that, right? So so you guys you guys work a lot, yeah. Like you guys are in the trenches, you know, doing a lot of sessions, and and like you said, you got to provide from for your families, and there's a lot of pressure that comes with that you know, this is probably one thing that a lot of males don't actually talk about, you know, like, because I feel that pressure, you know what I mean? I don't even have kids yet, you know, but it's like, I know that one day I'm going to have kids and that pressure, that back against the wall is also what makes me work so hard, but it can also go the other way, right? It's like that, and and especially for you guys, right, like, the, uh, the amount of sessions that you guys do, like, how do you guys juggle this you know, your businesses, being a good partner, you know, now both fathers, you know, like how, like how do you guys juggle that? And and more importantly with Pad Bros, like what is, like, because Pad Bros, we're going to go into what Pad Bros is. We're going to go into what makes it different, what makes it special, right? But first what we want to do is, you know, like I think there's an untold part of business that not enough people talk about. And then as males, there's, there's another addition to that because of society and and you know females it's changing like you know and and these kind of things but for, for your situation you know covid hits you still have to provide for the family you know this is what people this is obviously a, a, something that a lot of people are going through right but but it hits gyms shut gyms are being shut for over 352 mm. days right you know and 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 people you know and and then you guys still have to provide because you're the only income coming into the house. So that's the birth of Pad Bros. But what the question that I, I would have, right, is that what is it that is that what drive is that what dri- is driving Pat Bros right is that like the the fact that you were under so much pressure was there a realization there that hey like maybe maybe that like we we've got more in us mm. right but but it, you know is this really sustainable for us you know is this how we really do we want to be put in this situation again yeah bro hundred percent like the first time I ever been in a lockdown before in my life I actually stopped I had to look up and I go. The hamster wheel of life has stopped. You know what I'm saying? This is what we're doing all day. Everyone's just trying to pay and earn enough money so that they could pay the bills and continue on to the next week. But then I said, hold on for a second. We're locked down and we're in our homes now. We're not allowed to go to work for the first time ever for four months or whatever, the first time it ever happened. And I said to myself, what's, what's life really about? Is it only the fact that I can exchange my time for money? Because I've done that in the past and it hasn't worked out too well for me. I'll tell you a story, bro. When I was an uh, apprentice electrician, this is probably the closest I've ever been to, uh, 
I, what I could say is, is, is I could feel as, um, as being close to a slave as I, uh, as I possibly could. Uh, the first boss I ever had, a uh, bit of a cocksucker. He, he wasn't too good on treating his staff well in terms of paying on time and all that sort of stuff. Um, real dodgy character, um, just didn't look after us. So I, feel, I, I learned my first real hard life lesson in that job. He would get us to work and he would pay us and he would say that the, the money's coming next week, money's coming next week, money's coming next week. I remember working for this guy for 10 weeks straight without getting one paycheck. And I remember saying to myself, because the, f- the first time it actually kicked in was when I went to Coles to go buy a can of tuna and I was starving and it declined. I go, no one's going to take care of yourself in this world. No one cares about you in this world except for you. You're responsible for your own happiness. You're responsible for the own, your own um, sort of ability to go out and achieve something. It's all based on you. Don't wait on anyone else. Don't wait and, and expect these promises to be kept. So that's what I learned from that job. So when I was in this situation again and I go, you know what, I've got a lot of time on my hands. Am I going to sit here and wait or am I going to try and achieve something? So I used a lot of that time that we went through through that first lockdown. And I realized, hold on a second, we're living in 2021. You know how much information's out there, bro? On mm. YouTube, um, Skillshare, things like this where you could really upgrade your skill set to the stage where you could make that profitable. And that's what I realized at that time. I go, a lot of the stuff that we do at the gym these days is, it could be, you could have the maddest classes, you could have the maddest vibes at the gym. But what I realized is if you don't create that content to be able to share it with the world, it's not going to be as effective because that's basically free marketing right there. Back in the days, you'd have to pay for an advertisement to be on TV to get 100,000 views. I could get that off a reel right now. Mm. It's free. But how do we convey that message and how do we make that nice? So what I started to do during the first lockdown was, you know what, I'm going to study digital marketing. I'm going to study videography. I'm going to study um, how to create content and how to edit videos and all that sort of stuff. So that's where that all came about. And I put all of that effort that I put um, into my work into something else. Now, all of a sudden, I started to realize you don't have to convert your time for money. Now I could convert my value for money. My value is worth a lot more to someone than my actual time, if that makes sense. So people would see me as a guy who's worth $30 an hour, $40, $50 an hour, whatever it may be for doing labor for them, for their business, for their work. But if I'm going to provide value to your business, I could tell you I'm worth this much. If you want it, take it. It depends how good I am. depends how good you are. Mm. I'm sure there's people that pay you a lot of money because they find you valuable. Mm. And that's what I realized. My value in this world is not worth what they think I'm worth. It's worth what I think I'm worth. And I decided to say, um, based on my experiences and all that sort of stuff, I'm never going to undercut myself. I'm never going to undersell myself anymore. You know what I mean? There were times where I was getting paid, shit, you're not, bro, $4.50 an hour. And I was happy to do that. And they were happy to pay me that. You know what I mean? And I would have kept going on that if I, if I, if I, if I just stayed quiet about it. It's, it's, it's um, getting to the stage now where I no longer want to try and convert my time for money, but rather my value and what I could provide to people. The more value I, I provide to people's lives, the more they would pay me for it or, or, or the more I'd get out of it, which then in turn means I could live a more sustainable lifestyle for my family because my son's growing up now. My wife needs help at home. I can't be out all hours of the day working 12-hour shifts anymore. You know what I mean? But my responsibility is still to my family and I, told, I promised my wife once we have a child, you don't have to work anymore. I told her I'm going to look after you. So the money still has to come in, but the way that it comes in now is a little bit different. It's through the digital sort of marketplace, market space, whatever you might call it, mm. through, through, through stuff that doesn't require my time physically anymore, but the value that I give to people and we give to people. Because that, like, you know, that there's like, it, it, it's, a hard, it's a hard position to win in. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's like, you, you know, you go away and you work and you, you work your 12 hours and you you're doing what you're doing because you want your family to have a good life. But then there's the other side of it is like, well, if I'm not around or, you know, I want to be around more, right? Because I'm developing another human. Do you know what I mean? And it's like, that's the pressure in my opinion. Mm. You know, like I feel that pressure now and I don't have a kid. Mm. You know, you two are in the trenches every day. 
and like still showing up, you know, for everybody. Like I'm sure that if we were to take a poll, not to, to every single one of your clients and ask, you know, uh, uh, yeah, one to 10, right? There'd, there'd be tens all over the shop, right? And it's like, there's a pressure there for you guys to show up no matter what, but there's also a pressure saying, well, or there's that voice in the back of the head saying, you know, am I, is, do, is this, is this going to be the best thing for my child? You know what I mean? And, and like, if, you know, for the, for the time I am there, like Leo, you got, you know, like I see, you, I see your stories, you know, with your children as well as all the stories that you do with work. Right. And, and Ray, I know that you're the same. It's, it's like, you know, you get home and, and you're on still, like yeah. you don't turn off until probably 10, 11 at night once the, the kids are in bed. You know mm. what I mean? So, so like there is a pressure there. And I think that's, that, that's, you know, it, everybody has different pressures in their life. But I think, you know, that's, that's definitely a pressure that you can feel as someone who's self-employed and still selling their time for money. 100%. Yep. That's the hardest thing, man. I feel like mm. it's a never-ending cycle. I give too much time at work and then I start to feel that pressure yanking me back home. I spend too much time at home and people are buzzing me saying, hey, bro, when are we going to get back into it? Mm. It's very hard for us because... In our industry, we don't like to let people down. You know what I mean? Some people are really struggling out there, bro. They need that help. Their 45-minute session with us, that's their escape for the day that might set them in a good, on a good path the rest of the week. Mm. So we, th- we think about that as we're at home as well, and we're like, oh, I don't want to let this guy down. You know what I mean? And that, like my wife today, bro, in the morning, she's like, hey, when are you going to take a day off? Like, I'll, take, I'll take parts of a day off. You know what I mean? For the last probably three or four years, I've been working seven days a week, every single week. Mm. You know what I mean? I'll so, have mm. parts of a day off. But... That's that, yeah, like you were saying, that's that pressure. So, so, so that's, the, that's, that's how Pad Bros is born, right? How does that, how does, how does you know, if, if this is successful, how does it potentially change your lives? And, and what does that mean to you guys? Success probably for me will be more time, the family, um, Obviously, still doing what we love, but giving more time to them. They're growing up every day, you know, <laughs> the boys. <laughs> um, but, yeah. Someone's got to take him to the NBA, bro. <laughs> <laughs> um, that would be it, bro. That uh, That's definitely the success for me would be. Yeah, um, 100%. Like, in a, in a personal sense, that's that's what it will be for us. But in an external, ste- like external sense, what we want to provide to people out there is there's so many boxing tutorials there's so many people giving out information about boxing but there's not a lot of people that do it the right way you know what i mean okay so let's stop there for a second okay so let's explain what pad bros is yeah what like so so how do you how do you explain what pad bros is basically in a nutshell pad bros what we try and do is we try and provide people with information to have a certain level of boxing competency that they could take any level, um, whether you're a beginner, amateur, professional, and be effective with that information. So what we try and do is we try and, there's certain things that I explain during our tutorials. So we have like uh, digital online tutorials where we teach people from A to Z on a pad work style that Floyd Mayweather has, that Canelo Alvarez has, these famous fighters out there in the world. But what I try and do is I try and tell them from the base root of where this style came from and what it could mean for you if you're a fighter, what it could mean for you if you're a personal trainer and what it could mean for your client if they try and train a certain way. It's not just so much about getting your heart rate up and working hard and copy this. It's about us explaining to the viewers and us explaining to our customers where this all came from and how to understand it so that they can then be better at explaining it to their customers and explaining it to their fighters maybe so we want to try and bring up the level of boxing competency, which means that our standard has to be really high, which we really do put a high standard for ourselves so that people can go out there in the world and use that same information and be successful with it. The same way I was successful with it because when Leo knows this as well, when we were growing up sort of learning it all, no one had these uh, you know, tutorials where they'll teach you from A to Z. You'd sit there and you watch a video and you'd look at them and you'd be like, I want to copy this part. I want to snip at this. I want to take this apart. But when I was boxing, when I, when I was started, um, the reason why I used to get so into 
deep with how the science of boxing works is because, like I said, I was super fat, bro. I was overweight, unathletic, uh, didn't have the best cardio. So the only way for me to be successful in that ring is to understand the science of boxing to a certain degree where I would be able to um, dismantle a larger, heavier opponent. I'd be able to outbox a shorter, faster opponent. Then I'd be able to do all of these things because I understood what the science of boxing mm. meant and how to use that in my advantage. So when I explain something, I want to really explain it from, from deep down and, and from the roots of it so that people understand all the way from where this came from, why to use it, how to use it, and when to use it. I, you know, what really attracted me to this project was the fact that the value proposition is like no other. And, and whenever you've got a really good value proposition in business, you've got a, you basically got a really good retention strategy. And, and I think of it like this, right? Like, okay, so if you're a trainer or if you're someone who's, who's looking to make a career and boxing's your passion and you want to be good at it, what keeps someone coming back to you is a feel of progression, right? Like fit, that's where I think normal boxing is different to fitness boxing. And I, 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 often, I actually really think that in today's modern age, people want to learn skills, right? Because, you know, I've, I've boxed with both of you guys and I, I still do now, but what keeps me coming back is that feeling that I feel like I'm getting better. You know what I mean? Yep. And, and in fitness, how, that's really hard to measure. Like, yeah, you can probably push a bit harder, but, you know, you're not feeling that confidence come, you know, like and that style and, and so on. And, and, you know, value proposition is what makes you different to, to everybody else, right? And if you're a... If you truly have a passion for boxing and you want to make that a career, retention is, is, is your number one go-to. Like you need to be able to keep someone coming back every single week. And the way you do that is to make them feel like they're progressing. And then you chuck in the, the added bonus of not teaching people just fundamentals, but teaching them styles mm. of the people that they look up to. You know, like like you know Mayweather Canelo you know these kind of guys like that's 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 who these people watch if you're a boxing fanatic you know you're watching fights and and you're probably wanting to to base your style on them anyway yeah and that's for me what makes this this project you know it's what really attracted it to me because I mean I'm not in the boxing world but I haven't seen much of it I know there's a few out there like the Tony Jeffries might do a little bit of it uh, and there's a few other like businesses but I just think there's a massive opportunity from a business perspective and I think it adds a lot of you know, it, it, like that's a real big fundamental key of business that I think a lot of people look over. It's like, it's not as simple. Like if you want to be a great business owner and you want to scale a product beyond just time for money, it's not just about having the skill or, or teaching someone to, to have that skill. You've got to be different. You've got to have a, you've got to have a winning product. And, the, and one of the keys to having a winning product is having something that's different. And then leveraging emerging markets to do that, and that's what you were talking about before with your digital marketing. It's like, you know, we've got a really different product here, but we need to leverage emerging markets to get this thing off the ground. We need to leverage. Okay, how do how does someone's psychology actually work now? You know, um, and that's really really important when we're building a product. We keep we keep the customer psychology in mind, and and that's you know if you can nail those two things, okay, we're different but we also have really good utility and we're going to leverage emerging markets to do that. And I just think that's really, really important. That's what really attracted me to this project with you guys from a business perspective is like pad bros. Okay. I seen it kind of come off the ground. I was just training with you guys like, yeah, like, let's book in a session. But we started to talk and I go, well, nah, like this is what you've got to do. Yeah. I remember, we, I remember <laughs> sitting in the ring and Leo's looking at me like, oh, like this, you know, like, it's yeah. fucking gone. but I just remember going, no, like this is what you have to do. Right, because it's different. People, you know, like you, you see people like boxing in the park, right? And it's like left, right, dodge under, and it's like the same shit. And the dodge isn't even a fucking dodge, you know what <laughs> I mean? It's like that, that like, you know, and it's like, but nah, like if you, you know, like what keeps me coming back is the fact that I feel like I'm getting better. You know, I've, I've got my own little style. I got a little bit of Mayweather in me. <laughs> well, I like to think I got that anyway, right? But but that's you know, in my head, I'm like, fuck yeah, like like yep. you know, I actually watch boxing now. Before you never get me to watch a boxing fight, but now it's because I can pick these little things up, and it, and again, it's that confidence. I feel like I'm getting better, and and I think yeah, I just think from a business perspective, that's really what you're trying to go for, 
Um, and, and, you know, we're going to be able to shed light on this. You know, we're going to go through this process. We're going to launch this thing and, 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 and do, give it our best shot to get this off the ground and, and really turn it into something that's got legs and, and just trying to capture that process. Um, so what is it that you guys... How do you envision this? Like, what's the future of Padbros? Like, how? Like, where do you guys want to take it? It's gonna get big. <laughs> it's gonna get big, bro. To be honest, we've been talking about this for a long time, um, but we want to get it to the stage that it's able to have its own legs and 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 be able to sustain um, us basically full time, so that. Like I said, man, when we, when we stopped running on that hamster wheel of life for a little bit, so many things, so many different opportunities opened up for us. You know, Pad Bros, I started creating a website, started doing this, started doing that. We put together all this ton content. And I feel like we just leveled up, you know what I mean? But it really took us time, freedom, you know what I mean? Because mm. we had nothing else to do when we had, we had freedom. When we had that time to actually sit and talk to each other and we weren't busy, flat stick. So I want to be able to create uh, the platform, make sure that it's, accessible all around the world to everyone mm. um, so that people can go out there and be successful in their own way using our, our information, some of the stuff that we give us, bits and pieces of it. Um, but I want to be able to get to the stage where it sustains us both and we're, we're, we're both comfortable. Um, but then quite possibly down the road, who knows, maybe even open up like a Pad Bros gym. We have our own spot where, you know, we have a studio and we have famous people like famous boxers coming in and we interview them and we talk to them more so than just about their fights but about their life and what it means to them because boxing is so much more than what happens in the ring it's about what happens around you know on on the outside um so that's that's the dream have our own gym that's you know part of it is a studio we could come and do stuff like this where we could chat to real boxers and tell them you know chat to them about their experiences and chat to these high-level trainers and chat to them about their experiences and how they went through it all. So it's not just about the boxing anymore. It's about the whole lifestyle of being a PT, being a, um, you know, being a fighter because everyone out there fights. They just fight differently, you know what I mean? And just being able to run through and, and, and share that story with everyone, you know what I mean? So many good stories out there from people that we chat to, our clients and all that sort of stuff, but we don't really have the platform to share it. So that, that would be the ultimate dream. What, is, what are some of the main obstacles that you guys see in front of you then? Right, because you know, um, every business has a set of obstacles in front of it, right? And and it's individual to who's running it. It's individual to where that business is at, what stage of business is it's at. So, what are the, what are the obstacles that you guys see ahead? Like, what do you need to overcome individually as 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 people, right? But then collect as a collective as well. Like, what are, what are what are some of the barriers you need to break through? Um, think individually for me, I need to sort of be able to break through the barrier of not always rushing things and thinking about the long game. I'm not a long game type of person. I'm a go fucking hard out for like two weeks and then see where this takes me type of person. Mm -hmm. So being able to plan and, 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 and um, sort of organize myself in a way where I feel like it's not going to be successful now, but in six months' time, a year's time, two years' time, watch what happens. Because my enthusiasm, if I think it's going to happen in two weeks, after that two weeks drops, right? And then so does my planning, so does my effort in, into, into putting uh, into the business. Because this is essentially the first business that I've done sort of properly with planning and everything like that. All the other stuff that I've done beforehand has been just go as you please, you know what I mean? I'll, I'll figure it out when I, when I reach that problem. But mm -hmm. for me right now, it's like I want to figure out the problems now before I, before I get to them. So that's one thing I've never done before. And I think that's one thing that's going to really help push us to the next level where all that little stuff counts, man. You know what I mean? Like I said, our mentality is when we're working, we're out and we're sweating and we're, 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 we're physically working. But the real hard work comes from sitting at home and planning and, and doing all this small stuff so that everything runs smooth when you get out there. It's not, it's all preparation. That, that's the hard part. It's not the, actually being out there and us shooting the videos and creating content and all that. So that's, that's for me personally, one, one spot where I'd need to work on. Um, what do you reckon, Leo? Probably um, 
it was it was his knowledge right because obviously we both do things we both tra- take people because we love people we love training i love training i love taking people i love hanging out with people but for me it was it was like when we started hanging out with you <laughs> i remember i remember when ray started training you first and i i was like that's carl bro that's and he was like yes Carl. <laughs> that's my client Carl. Bro, I, I was like I, bro. Know you were, bro. I, know <laughs> I was like Carl does podcasts and all that bro talk about business and all that and he was like oh really and I was like can I can I can I take you for a session that's what I asked him and it was not till obviously started hanging out with you bro and you just started opening up your, um, our minds to like just bigger you know because uh, like me I, I grew up no business no I just I just go with the flow just try to make money you know, I didn't even know the words like cash flow and and all of that, and not so hanging out with you. So, probably the biggest thing for me is is, is learning the business side of things because obviously we're good at the 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 training stuff and all that, but then bringing those two together and 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 making it like a monster, you know. And um, so that would be the the biggest thing for me. It's the toughest leap, I think. You know, I have these conversations with people every single day. The toughest leap from from someone who's self-employed to then create something that isn't just reliant on you, where it, it can grow with without the reliance on your time or, or you, your need to, to go out and provide that service, right? Something that actually scales. And a lot of it comes honestly because, you know, I, I, was, I was in the fitness industry, you know, for, for years and you don't get into that kind of industry and it's like any other industry. It's like creatives, right? Like, John, you, you, you wouldn't have gotten into what you're doing now because you love business. You would have gotten into it because you love sound and you love, you know, that creativity and you love that kind of thing. Yeah. I actually, I probably have a different sort of story. That's probably better. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I, I started in a, um, let's just say a nine-to-five job straight from uni. Um, always thought sound, um, music, video was my thing. That's what I wanted to do. As soon as I got into uh, my dream job from uni, it wasn't what I thought it was. It was the same thing every day. So it was then trying to create the dream that I wanted um, every day, and that was going off on my own and doing it. So, yeah, I sort of – I did build something like that, but, yeah, never did I think of – becoming a businessman you know it was always just let's just try do my dream of the stuff that I love and what keeps me happy but what comes with that which people like me and other uh, creatives they don't realize that you are you become an entrepreneur a businessman and you have to then like you were saying learn the big words and work out what happens with the business and Mm. all that and that's you know and that's what I mean like you know even we were talking with like Danielle's artwork and it's like the same thing it's like she didn't get into what she's doing because she loved business like she likes painting painting. you know and it's like it's I think that's the difference right it's like you know um, and and a lot of us you know we're not we're not born into money you know like like you know I fucking had no idea about cash flow had no idea about money man like I was 18 to 21, damn, you don't even want to know like the, the, the shit that happened. And it's like, you're not, you just, that's not what you do it for. That's not, you know, it, it's not, you don't have that knowledge. You're not coming into it. You don't have people backing you and saying, yeah, man, I'll give you 30 grand to start your business. It's like, nah, like you wake up at 4am, you go there and you just sell until you got a wage. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And that's, that's the reality of it. And I think the hardest leap to make is to, and for a few reasons, but is to go from that someone person who's self-employed where you know you can rely on yourself to then having to build something that's bigger than you, right? To then trust other people to, to, to lean into relationships and to lean into this journey. And, and, and sometimes it doesn't get reciprocated, yeah? Like, like, and then it's like, oh, man, fuck this. I'm going to go back. I'll go back to doing what I know, right? And that's the hardest thing, right? Because it's... We've talked about this. You have to sacrifice now for the future that you want. And in our world where we have worked so hard just to get to where we are to without any knowledge, without any money behind us, without any backing, you know, fought hell for leather since day one. Mm. Fuck, you know, like mm. you could lose that. 
right? That's 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 the hardest thing. And I think I think that that is the leap that so many self-employed people 100%. just absolutely struggle with. Yeah, 100%. Right? And then, you know, we've talked about it. We've we've covered it in this podcast. And then you've got the other pressures. Like, you know, none of like Leo, Ray, you didn't have kids when you started. Now you got kids. The dynamics changed. Right? You have to work more. Right, you have to earn more yep. to provide. You know, like it's like you're not by yourself anymore. You're not just running a muck by yourself. You know, like all these kind of things, right? And and Leo, you've been you've you've been a, a father for for quite a while, right? So I think that's the the toughest thing about business for someone who's self-employed who doesn't have that knowledge. Like, hundred percent. You know, you gotta you gotta you gotta learn how to do this, and and a lot of that's why a lot of people get trapped. Yeah. 100%. You know, you got you got a job with twice the amount of pressure. That's really what it is until you can learn to build a business that, that scales beyond you. Yeah. And that's the thing, man. You could be as passionate about whatever you do. Like you could be super passionate about it. But if you don't, if you don't have any business sense at all, then you're going to struggle. But I also feel like if you have a lot of business sense and have no passion in it, that's when you're going to struggle as well. You've got to find and uh, marriage both of them. Once you hit that point, it's beautiful. It's all gravy. You know what I mean? Mm. But it's both of those things coming in together. Yeah. Yeah, and I think you know that's that's a big part of what we're trying to do here. We're trying to we're trying to provide this kind of these conversations, you know, like that actually help people get ahead. Yep. That actually help people start to make strides that they don't get taught that their parents didn't have with them because their parents, you know, because like mama, man, like I was, you know, I'll grow up with a single mum. You know, man, she she just work she she working <laughs> seven or seven, you know, like, and she gets home, she's cooking me for dinner. Like, you know, she's the goat, but she didn't have time to teach me this. She didn't know it herself, you know, like, like, you know, she, she, she was lucky enough to meet someone who taught her that stuff. Maybe, you know, I think they've been together for like eight years now, you know, 10 years. And it's like, she only started to learn it then. And it's like, how, you know, how am I meant to know it? How am I meant to learn it? And I think that's what, you know, that's like a lot of the conversations that we're having now around business, around it, you know, money around investing, around wealth, they only get had at the level that's above where we're coming from. Yeah, yeah. Yeah? Like, yeah. like it's, it's these conversations only happen yeah. up here. You know, people have the technical conversations. People have, you know, like, like you know, we're going to try to create a reality TV show that shows the journey you're about to go on but usually it's fucking big corporations that are doing this. Yeah. So there's politics involved. There has to be big money backing it. Yeah. You know, we're only going to do it with an idea that could get to 20 million or 30 million. Like, and I just feel like there's not enough out there for, 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 for the everyday person, for maybe that person who's self-employed, who's hustling every single day, right? And, and is it accessible, mm. right? That's the other thing. Like, is it actually accessible, mm. Right or, or or is it only getting taught by someone who's going to say you have to pay me twenty grand? Yeah, you have to pay me thirty grand. You know what I mean? And 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 it's that leap because that leap unlocks so much. Yeah. Like what would your like what would your what would your you know what would your life look like if you finished every you know if you got to pick your, you know you, if you got to pick your kids up from school. <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, 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 and and what what will yours look like with 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 all that with extra time? Mm. You know, and 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 what would change? You know, you know, like, fuck, man, I wouldn't even want to see your grocery bills. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's, I think that's the the thing is that it's it's just not accessible. Yeah. You know, and yeah. and and I think that's that's the that's the important thing about the journey we're all about to go on together. Yeah, hundred percent. You know what I mean? Right. Like this is. This is not. This is something I'm extremely passionate about, and and bootlegging this. You know what I mean? Like yeah. p- trying to put this together because I think it's so important. Yeah. I think that making it accessible, showing the journey, but more importantly, showing that anyone can do it. That's that's the thing, bro. Yeah. If I can do it, yeah. like people look at me, right, and like because I do educate in this space, and I do things like podcasts, and I do things like that, but people look at it like it was always there. Yeah. Yeah, like, and I think that's the thing that, for me, it's like, nah, like, man, like, I was, you know, I was in fucking $40,000, $50,000 worth of debt, yeah. you know, from the age of 18 to, to, 20, to 22, because I made mistakes, 
and I didn't know how to manage money at whatsoever. You know, for for a long time, I was making a hundred grand a year, hustling like like you guys were, and I had nothing to show for it because I was a kid and I didn't manage my money properly. But through trauma, more than anything, was able to to flip that script and was able to just dedicate. And then, you know what? Like, I took some risks. Back in the day, you know, I think I ran like a seminar series. That was the first thing I did outside of PT. And I had to put up 20 grand of my own money. And that was like literally 90% of my savings before I even got to make a dime out of it. Mm. Right? But, and I was lucky because I did have some business acumen then. And maybe I was a little bit crazy. But at that point, like if I had, like not, like how many people actually will take that leap? Yeah. You know, you know, and how many people like don't get to do that or don't get to experience potential or even just reach their fucking potential because they don't have access to that kind of education because they're not having those conversations. You know, they don't have the mentors. They don't have the network. You know, they don't, they're not surrounded by those people. I was having a conversation with a client the other day, you know, and, and, and like, his family and, and stuff like that are like, why would you, you know, like, why would you invest in a mentor? Why would you pay a mentor that amount of money? Right? Or, or like, you know, oh, man, nah, like, you got to be careful. That's really risky. You know, like, don't do that. Like, nah, like, what are you doing? Go get a job. And it's like, that's, that's what the everyday person experiences. Yeah. Yep. People around 100%. them, when they start to go out on a limb and start to do something maybe a little bit different. Yeah. Nah, man, like you shouldn't do that. That's too risky. Yeah. What do you mean? Right? And it's like, you know, you guys, right? Like to to to, to truly get this off the ground, like we're going to have to fucking, or every single one of us, we're going to have to level up. Yeah. yeah. Me included. That's something we're going to have to do. Because this is now we're in this. Yeah. This is official. We're <laughs> fucking live. <laughs> we are. Yeah. <laughs> like, like the skin is in the game. Yeah. 100% bro. And it's like, I think... I think that's important, right? Because we want to show people that you do have to sacrifice, but you can do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you can, you can go out of, go out of. The, you know, you can step a little bit to the left. You can get outside that box mm. that is just the hustle and the grind and and you know the work and the twelve hours a day and and that pressure. And you can take that leap. And we just want to share insight to that leap. Yeah, hundred percent. What's well, even crazy, man? Just us hanging out with you, you know, the the, the what we've learned, man. It's been crazy. Yeah. Because um, every every time we talk about <laughs> it, we just we really thought all of these um, all of these things and all of this information that you give us, we all used to just we both used to just think this was all theoretical. It's not for us. It's for people who are out there wearing suits and you know what I mean. So we had that small business mindset, or we had that mindset that we're keeping us small. Um, but then we talk to someone like you who opens opens our eyes our our eyes to it and really explains to us hey it's it's actually just a simple path that you need to follow but you need to make sure you understand what you're doing before you do it um which we've never got before mm. and and like you were saying anytime we try and step out that box it might be even the voice in the back of our heads from our upbringing saying don't do it it's risky mm. you know what i mean don't step out of line you might be putting yourself in a position where you can't recover from this but i've always been the type of guy that said fuck i've always been a risk taker and I've always said that if I'm going to do something, I'm going to go all in and I just want to see how far it takes me. It's an identity thing, right? Like that's the biggest thing here. It's an identity. Like, you know, oh, it's not for me, man. Like, you know, under the cash flow, like, nah, man. Like I just, you know, I got to go to work. I just, just got to hustle, man. I just count my bills. Yeah, like, <laughs> you know, I'm getting paid, you know, and these kind of things. And I think it's an identity thing. And it's an identity thing that's caused by society, right? Society. Like that's the reality, you know, like where you live, where you were brought up, you know, how much money did your parents make? All this kind of stuff puts people into boxes and people think they can never get out of that box. They don't even try to get out of the box, mm. you know? Um, and I think that is one thing that I've been able to do, you know, like I've been able to maybe jump to the next box and it's been liberating as hell. Now, I think that's one thing that a lot of people don't understand, right? Like, it's interesting, man. Like, you know, yeah. you, you, you speak to someone who, who like, you know, there's people out there do, that do, might, might do like $10 million, right? And that's yeah. like nothing to them, mm. right? And, and it's because of the network they're in, 
Like they just think that that's normal. Mm. You know what I mean? Like people out there, and and it's like you know, if you come from money, that's normal. You know, like you know, like growing up, if if that's if that's the life you were living, and you went to the private school in the city, and you went to you know, you went to that high-level school and you, you, you're you surrounded by kids that are from other rich people. And it's like, and that's, that's and then there's the other side of it where, you, you you know, we think that, like, what we do is normal and, and, and that kind of thing and how we're brought up and, and, and so on. And I think that you kind of, society tells you that you, you can't, like, that you've got to stay there, right? Like, that you, you know, no, nah, no, nah, like, that's not for you. Like you, you're not capable of that. Like, and and you don't even think that that's that's a thing, or that you can get to that level. But uh, I think, I think what what can happen, and and once you start to shift, and you start to get out of that box, or you jump to that next box, you realize that it's just about jumping boxes. Bro, that's all it is, man. Like, why didn't I do this earlier? You know what I mean? I was depressed for six years in a job that I hated, and I just thought that's what the rest of my life was going to be like, until I shift. I shifted. I jumped boxes. None, no one in my family, no one in my friend circle think that I'm working a real job. Like till this day, I'm providing for my family and all that sort of stuff. But they think I'm just sitting here fucking around. You know what I mean? And that's alright for them to think like that. But now that I am in this industry, and now that I've learned everything that I have learned, it's given me so much more freedom, so much more happiness. You know what I mean? Either way, I'm gonna have to work hard. But I'd rather work hard in a job that I love than work hard in a job that fucking sucks. You know what I mean? And that gives me the satisfaction. And if life's not about jumping from box to box, what is, what is it? Mm. Right? Like if life's not about getting better, you know, uh, you know, we talk about pressure, but I'm, I'm, pressure's privilege. You yep. know what I mean? Like that's the reality. Pressure's privilege. Yeah, I like that. That's fucking, that's the way I think of it. That's why I, I like jumping boxes. You know, like, like we talk about it, like the pressure that comes from needing to be a father. You eat, you know, you, your perception of what that pressure is dictates the outcome, right? Like, yeah. do you view this as something that is a burden or is, is, this, is this actually your greatest opportunity? And I think that's, that's the difference, right? Like, jump the box before you're ready, right? And embrace it 100%. for whatever it is. And I think that's what we want to inspire people to do. You know, that's what this, what this is all about. Yeah. And I think... That's my hope, right? Is to, to, to put something like this together is, is to be able to inspire the everyday yeah. person. Yep. Not the fucking person who's already doing the 10 million. We don't care about them, <laughs> right? We want to inspire the everyday person to do more, to be more, to, to think outside the box, to jump to their next box. That's jump it. the box, baby. <laughs> All right. that's, that's the intro version. Guys, if, if, if this excites you, and and this is something that resonates with you and and you like and 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 you this is like you feel this get behind it right because this is this is not this is this is this means something this means something to to ray to leo to me we're a collective we're going in on this and and your support not only helps ray and leo not only helps me but it 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 helps the movement that's going on here, uh, and 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 we appreciate it, and we're so grateful for it. So we're going to wrap it up, but get behind it, because that's that's how we can we can really start to make a dent, and and really start to 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 bring everybody else around us up. Hundred percent. All right. This so so we're recording this. You know, you guys are going to see this in 2022. It's currently 2021. And you're going to be watching this next year. Or this year, sorry. No, next year, <laughs> next year. Sorry, got a little bit confused. Um, but we really hope that you're excited for this. And we really hope that you tune in and you follow the journey. Uh, and, and you get in it and you ask questions. Um, because it's, it's going to be one hell of a ride. Um, and I'm really excited to see what you guys can do with this. Right, I'll, I'll support you guys. I'll provide you with whatever I can, um, and and as a collective, Donny, Disco, we're we're gonna make it happen, and we're gonna bring this together. Exciting times, man. Let's go.
Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, we're going to wrap it up. Um, I really hope you enjoyed this this kind of new new episode of Project Startup. Um, and we're really excited to take you on this journey with us next year. So make sure you tune in. Make sure you get behind it. Make sure you support it. Um, and, and make sure you hit the subscribe button so that you don't miss any of it. Peace.